Welcome to All Rights Reserved, your exclusive entertainment law and law school podcast with your hosts, Kayla and Suda. Today, we're going to be talking about arguably one of the hardest things you're probably going to have to do if you want to do entertainment law, which is getting your first entertainment job. So Kayla and I have some experience with this. We've been pretty lucky and we also have a lot of opinions. And the reason that we're doing this so early on is you need to start in 1L if this is what you want to do. So we wanted to get this out as soon as possible so that you could, you know, maybe learn from our tips and tricks and land your own job for next summer, uh, assuming (laughs) that they will exist. (laughs) Yes. Everything's so uncertain, but yeah. So this is definitely one of the most important episodes that we are going to have. Right. And we're very passionate about it, too. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I think that starting earlier, the better, the Mm -hmm. more exposure that you can get, the better, Mm -hmm. even entertainment or not. I think regardless of putting your your name out of there. Mm putting your name out there and LinkedIn networking, networking by sending informational emails, doing that is so beneficial in the Mm -hmm. long run that we are here to help guide you and give you tips on the best ways to do that. Right. And it feels like it's impossible to do when you're in 1L because you're, you know, balancing a lot of things, but it's a lot easier than you would think it would be. Just given that, you know, some of these uh, meetings that you have could just also just be phone calls and you can, you know, make connections, start building relationships and it'll pay dividends in the long run because they will have you in the back of their mind when they hear of something. And that's literally, I've never really Mm -hmm. gotten a job by applying online before. So most of my jobs, like 90% of my jobs, I have gotten through someone or knowing someone. That's actually really funny because all of the jobs (laughs) that I got were because I applied (laughs) online. So I wouldn't take that as like, I would take that with a grain of salt. That's true. That's true. I actually started applying in, I went maybe October or November of my 1L oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah, I applied super early. I didn't and honestly, that, yeah. I went on to Google and I said, legal internships, summer 2020 or 2019. And a lot of things started popping up eventually. Mm. And then I started applying online and I didn't hear back from most of them. I think I heard back from two or three out of mm-hmm. 30. I don't even yeah. know. And I mean, especially with Paramount, it was the craziest thing when I got hit up by the HR person. I'm pretty sure that was a four-month interview process until wow, I actually really? got the job in April. Yeah, okay. I I heard back in January, I had an initial interview with HR, mm-hmm. and then I had another <laughs> questionnaire thing with H&R, with HR, <laughs> with HR, and then I had a phone call with my future supervisor. Mm-hmm. That went extremely well. She was telling me that at the time she was interviewing four people. Wow. So then I heard back again and I went to an in-person interview on the Paramount lot and I was one of two wow. and I got it. And it was a, just a crazy experience. I was honestly very stressed out at the time mm-hmm. because it's my first year. I was dying that I even got such a cool job yeah, to totally. begin with. So it was, it was amazing. And I'm so glad mm-hmm. that I applied early. I, yeah. I feel like a lot of people didn't really want to get jobs until later in their one out. Oh, yeah. They just didn't want to deal with the process. Yeah. I think for me, 
I had had such bad luck with applying to things online that I just kind of decided it wasn't ever going to happen for me. <laughs> it works for some people. Yeah, it does. And I'm really glad that it worked for you. And that's awesome because like, you know, Paramount is such an awesome experience to have on your resume. Um, it's sort of like everyone wants to have that big name company, you know? At the same time, they said <laughs> that there were over 800 applicants. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what I did. Super competitive. To get, com- you know, I didn't know what I did to get my resume on top, but I hustled and I'm so glad that I did. That's amazing. And Suna, I'd love to hear more about how you actually got your job because I obviously did it by applying online. So how, you know, how did that work out for you? Um, In general, online applications were just never my thing. Like I would always apply, especially before law school to entertainment jobs when I was trying to break in and like, I would never hear like anything. So (laughs) I I kind of like, I just, I just had this belief that that's not how it was going to work. So the main way I got my legal jobs in law school have been through networking, but also through our externship office since we have a lot of entertainment placements. And I say that with quotes because (laughs) they call it a placement, but it's not like you apply and they place you. You still have to interview and you still have to get called in to be interviewed. It's just the externship office has relationships with all these companies and we they feed the resumes to them. So maybe your resume will actually see the light of day there, but it's not a guarantee that you'll actually get a placement, which... I think it's just misleading that they call it a placement, but that's just me. (laughs) No, I agree. I haven't been successful at all with the externship (laughs) office. Really, I have not. A lot of it has just been me networking, Mm -hmm. reaching out and applying, Yeah, which is really, it it really sucks because I think a lot of people do actually get their jobs from the externship office, which is great. I think it's fantastic that Mm -hmm. they're utilizing their own resources from the school, but In my opinion, it just never worked out for me. Yeah. And I think another reason is though, like our industry is very competitive because especially the big companies, because it's not just us who is applying, it's all the schools in LA, all the schools around the country, like all these students who want to come to LA for the summer. It's like everyone and their mother wants to work here. So it's like, it's, it's, (laughs) it's hard. My first externship. So my summer of 1L, I worked for this music attorney, which he, I ended up getting through the externship office just because he also, he went to our school. So he's an alum. So he, I think he hires um, externs every semester and every summer or something. Okay just because he needs like extra hands on deck for helping with stuff because he's super busy. So that's how that worked out. However, I did land an interview at Interscope Records, oh, which cool. would not have happened had I not networked my butt off during 1L. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this is my, this is always the example that I give when I have like maybe a 1L or someone who's interested in entertainment asking me about how it all works. So long story short, like this was uh, 2016 or 2017. I think it was 2017. I was introduced to this entertainment attorney who later became my boss, but she, (laughs) we had lunch this one day and she told me how to do it and like how to meet people, how to reach out. And like, basically the whole thing is like, worst case, no one answers you. It's not a big deal, but best case scenario, you meet them, you hit it off. And then eventually like you build this relationship and it 
you know, it works out in the end because odds are you're probably going to work together anyway one day. So I sort of ran with that. And that's how I got my job at Big Beach, which um, when she moved over, she um, asked if I would be interested in being her assistant. But when I was at Big Beach, we worked with some other law firms doing like clearance on some of our projects. And there was one lawyer in particular who seemed really cool and really nice. And I sort of made a mental note to reach out to her after I finished at Big Beach and before I started law school. So I looked her up and turns out she went to Southwestern. So yeah. So I emailed her and I was like, Hey, like, I just realized you went to Southwestern. I'm actually starting there this fall. I think I emailed her in like August or something. We went for a coffee, I think. And, um, we were just talking and I was kind of telling her how I'm interested in music law and all this stuff and, um, my background and everything. And she put me in touch with, um, two lawyers. Well, yeah, two lawyers, one who is also Southwestern alum, who was actually also Turkish, but then another lawyer who had recently graduated from UCLA. I think she was waiting for her bar results at the time, but obviously she passed, but um, she put us in touch because this other person um, was also interested in music law. So that we kind of just got connected. So then we met and like hit it off. She's really, really cool too. And she put me in touch with her friend who was a 3L at UCLA, um, who had interned at Interscope, who was also doing music law and all that stuff. So she put us in touch and then we met and we hit it off. And I was telling him how I'm like really passionate about music and blah, blah, blah. He put me in touch with a lawyer at Interscope. And then we had coffee. It went really, really well. She was so cool. Like we just really, she took all that time out of her day to talk to me. And I was just like, I was in the Interscope building and I was just like nerding out the entire time because like a lot of my favorite artists are Interscope artists Uh and like just seeing their music being played and like their posters everywhere and everything. It was just really, really awesome. Um, so she was the one who actually passed my resume along, which never would have happened because I don't think they even really do job postings there. Like they're very difficult to get into and work for. Um, so I ended up having an interview over the phone. It didn't Mm -hmm. work out, which was unfortunate, but I think that, you know, I still view it as a victory in a way because I never ever would have even gotten my foot remotely close into that building. (laughs) had I not just kind of followed this chain of networking. So um, I was a little bummed when it didn't work out, but then I got this other internship with this music attorney. It was a great summer. I learned a lot and he has a really good reputation. So like having his name on my resume really helps. Um, And then UMPG, uh, again, I actually did apply through the externship office. However, I signed up for a mock interview program that our career, career services yes, office did. I've did you do that too? That. I've Where done did that, you interview? Yeah. No, I, I did it this year. I actually oh, never did it last okay. year. So no. I'm really glad you signed up because honestly, it was really, really cool. Um, yeah. I signed up just because I was like, oh, I'll just get some interviewing experience. Right. It's fine. So I got paired with a lawyer who went to our school who works at UMPG. And we did this whole like mock interview that thing. Amazing. He gave me some feedback, like yes. all stuff. And but at the end, he was like, you know, obviously, I, when I get excited, I get hyper and I talk a lot. <laughs> what a surprise. Um, so that's sort <laughs> of what happened because I was just so excited to even just be in the building because like these are companies that I've like looked up to for years. And the idea of like possibly working for one of those companies was just amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So obviously like some of the feedback was, well, you, you rambled a little bit and I'm like, to be expected. Um, but then he was like, no, but I think that when you actually got to talking about your experience or whatever, it, you're great. Like you should apply here. 
Totally. And I'm like, great. So I applied and I got an interview and I interviewed with three people on the same day. And then it miraculously worked out. And it was just, oh, best internship. It was so And I think that's, that's a lesson learned. Like I I name dropped on my cover letter that I had that mock interview and I was like, like, I was just like, yeah. And I think, you know, after talking with, you know, so-and-so, um, I would, I would just really enjoy working here and being a part of the team and whatever. And yeah. it worked. You, you, know? you have to utilize your resources because things like this come up all the time. And it's funny that you actually got the job that way. Cause mm-hmm. I actually have a similar story to that. So I would say my fall semester of two, well, actually mm-hmm. after Paramount, I was looking for a position and I had gone on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and I was looking at so many different places. And I actually reached out to this girl who was an alumni and she was at Sony at the time. Oh, nice. And, you know, I spoke to her on the phone. She was so nice. But at the time, Sony wasn't having any legal internships. Mm-hmm. So she actually mentioned to me that she had a friend who was looking for a legal intern for the mm-hmm. fall. And it was like one of her best friends from law school. Oh. And she had actually gone to Southwestern as well. And nice. that is actually how I ended up getting the job for fall is because I reached out to a random girl on LinkedIn. Yeah. She goes to my school. She sends it to a friend of hers who also went to our mm-hmm. school. And that's how I got hired. And I think that that's really important yeah. because if you use these resources, use your school, use your alumni mm-hmm. network, because look at us now. I mean, yeah. I, I am so proud of the way that we've grown and, mm-hmm. and what kind of jobs we're able to get. Mm-hmm. And, and it really also comes down to how you interview. It's totally important to, it's, it's definitely important to practice the way you interview and the way you talk to people, mm-hmm. because once you humanize yourself and you have something in common with them. It totally. really does make them like you so much. More. Yeah. And a personal recommendation can go so, so far. Yes. Like yes. it's, I can't even stress that enough. It's just <laughs> when you're like reaching out to these people and talking to them and going to coffee, whenever going to coffee is safe again, exactly. um, obviously they're, you don't want to just like go for the hell of it. Like you want to get to know them, ask them about what they do, ask them questions, ask them for advice. Cause obviously people like talking about themselves and what they do. Hence this yes. podcast. And <laughs> And, but the whole idea is like, you want to stick out and engage and, you know, just be a good person and be fun to talk to and show them that you're listening. Um, like one thing that I usually do is like, if, if I meet someone and they give me some advice, I take it and then I update them on it the next time I reach out to them. Like I, I usually will follow up again to like reconnect or whatever every few months, like three to four months, maybe based on what everyone's schedule is like. Um, and I make sure to bring stuff up and like bring stuff up that we talked about and stuff like that, because the more engaged you are, and also it's just, you know, having a good conversation, like that's what it is. And like, eventually if there's a job that comes up and they know someone who needs to hire someone and they think of you, that's the easiest way to get your in somewhere. Um, just cause it's so competitive and there's so many resumes. Like you said, there were 800 resumes for that one internship position. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's the way you stick out. Exactly. And you want to know what I actually did 
at the time to get that job, I was able to finesse something (laughs) very important. This is a secret tip, so don't share it with anyone. Just kidding. (laughs) But at the time when I had interviewed with the manager, Mm -hmm. I could tell that she loved her children and I could tell that she talked about her children even in an interview, which I thought was wonderful. Yeah. So I took it upon myself to ask about her children and talk about them and their interests while also talking about Mm -hmm. mine, but kind of making the conversation, like you said, more conversational and more of like a, more of like a friendly conversation. Because it's also to see if your personality is the right fit company. Because like one thing that I noticed at UMPG was that the team was just very compatible like the personalities just meshed for so sure. well. So it Which was is a very so strong team. So that's like yes. one thing that they look for. So I don't think that really clicked for me until I got into UMPG and I saw how it all worked, like how everyone worked with each other. And it's like, you know, sometimes you might have the qualifications and it might not just work out because maybe you're just personality wise, not the right fit in that dynamic. Um, and I think that's important to realize yeah. because and a lot of the time you do not work well mm-hmm. with a certain type of people or a group of people. Mm-hmm. And, and that really does make such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And I do owe that, you know, personality, whatever we call it, I do owe that <laughs> to why I think I got the job. Really, yeah. I do. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, they want to be able to see you or imagine you working there. Like, oh, this seems like a really cool girl. So it's like, you want to show them who you are, but also show that you're on top of your game and you're passionate about whatever the job is. You know about the company. Um, Because a lot of the times, like, I mean, I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I haven't researched a place as much as I should have before going. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you get better at it. And that's why it's like, if your school has mock interview programs, totally sign up for those because those are very, very valuable just to even get feedback on how you interview. Because like, I have used that feedback every single time that I got from my mock interview because- I know I have a tendency to ramble and my solution to that was, okay, so before I go, I'm just going to practice what I would say to some very common questions. So why UMPG or like, what do you think your strengths are or whatever? And I think that really helped when I interviewed for my, um, the clerkship that I have right now, because I literally, I randomly, I got a call and my interview was an hour later was sort of how it worked. And I just remember driving for 30 minutes in traffic, just repeating to myself what I was going to say about why I wanted this job. And it actually really helped because at the end of my interview, they were like, oh, you presented very well. Um, We have your resume. We have your writing sample. Uh, We're going to get back to you. So (laughs) it's just, yeah, the more experience you have, the better. And it's like, you get over the jitters initially, eventually. (laughs) I still get excited, but I think when you practice how to say things, out loud, I think that really helps me. <laughs> yeah. And even just practicing talking about yourself. A lot of people feel uncomfortable yeah. talking about themselves and it and does the way feel that, weird. Like in it, an it, interview. It's weird. It feels like, like you're lying in a way, even though you're not. Exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, like you got called in for this interview for a reason and mm-hmm. they saw that in your resume. True. And you you should be proud of your accomplishments. I think the reason you got there in the first place was because of your past experience. And so they they see that. And if you can, you know, present yourself as confident like, mm-hmm. like you were during your interview, chances are you may have a very good, you know, chance of getting the job. So yeah. 
I think it really, really comes down to so many different factors. It does. And everything ends up working out. I mean, mm-hmm. I, my parents tell me this all the time. You know, I always <laughs> freak about what am I going to do next? What is yeah, the next job? Me too. I mean, even now I, I'm worried, but mm-hmm. everything always ends up coming into place. It works out the way it's supposed to. Exactly. But you have to put in the work. That's the thing. Like you're not just going to get jobs by applying in April. Well, like, well, actually caveat to that. If you're interested in public interest type stuff, the hiring cycles for those are a little bit different. Um, Like our school has a very robust on-campus interviewing process for that. Um, But it's it's just different. So if you want to do criminal law or stuff like that, that's a completely different process. It might be more streamlined, but our advice is very specific to very competitive fields and making yourself stand out. So I would say like during 1L, I was very strategic. I started as soon as I was enrolled in school and I started reaching out to <laughs> alums. So I was like, now yeah. I can finally say that like we have something in common. So did but I. even like the whole getting to interview at Interscope thing, that took like seven months to manifest. Like my, I yeah. interviewed in March, but I had that first coffee with that attorney in August. So they, these things take time. And the number one thing that I was told not to do is to reach out to network when a company is hiring and asking, oh, like, can you pass my resume? That's just not going to fly. No, no, no. No. That is networking tip. mm -hmm. Do not do number one. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Because they're, they're going to know why you're reaching out to them. Um, The best thing to do, the, the best way to approach it is like, I'm just trying to meet people and learn. And, you know, you're going to have to get used to talking to strangers all the time as a lawyer. So why not just start in law school and get over it? It's like, I used to be very socially awkward and introverted, believe it or not. Um, And so the thought of like, yeah. And like the thought of like (laughs) reaching out to people was just terrifying to me, but like my mentor slash my old boss, that lunch literally changed my life. She just said, worst case, they just don't answer. And, or like you go to a coffee date and it's really awkward. It happens. Yeah. But at least you went out there, at least they know who you are. And, you know, I've definitely had a lot of, <laughs> I've had my fair share of awkward encounters in so that sense So have I, too. and I, I can talk mm-hmm. to a wall. Yeah, so trust me, too. me. <laughs> I have had extremely awkward situations with people on the phone and I just feel like I'm, I'm pulling things out of them. And yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, now I, I don't see myself working there because right. clearly this you don't have the rapport that I want. <laughs> exactly. So it yeah. really is so smart to get to know the people at the company yeah. and, and reaching out and having those awkward moments because like we said last episode or two episodes ago, or you have to do things, <laughs> whatever, but you have to do things that, cancel other things out. You, right. they ha- you have to do stuff that is going to be able to show you that you don't want something else. And, exactly. and I think that's really important. Exactly. Like the whole trial and error thing is so important. And um, it's. I think it also helps to be prepared a little bit. Like sometimes I'll take a note of some questions that I want to ask, like just in case things get like awkward or like slowed down. Yeah. One great one is what's your day-to-day like? And another one is like, what do you like about your job or like what you would have done differently? Um, And then, you know, I feel like I've come to find that if the conversation will usually flow well on its own and then it's like, it'll come naturally, but just sometimes it's just awkward and there's no, there's no way to really get around that. 
but yeah, you know, you just suck it, it up and you do it and you reach out to the next person. And like, I've met right. so many cool people because of this. And I, same, I don't have the largest network, but now at least I have some, a handful of lawyers that I can reach out to if I just need advice on stuff too, not even just like jobs or whatever. Yeah. And, and hopefully we can get one of those lawyers onto our mm-hmm. podcast one Ooh, day to that would be really get some fun, advice, yeah. talk, talk with them, you know, have a little conversation similar to what we are telling you right now, because mm-hmm. we're doing it for ourselves as well. We want to build our network. We want to reach out to these types of people because in the end, your network is the most important thing that the you most can have. Important. I mean, it really, really is. And so we do want to stress that if you are an incoming 1L, work on it from day one. Yeah, you are slowly, going to slowly, like baby slowly, steps. Slowly. Yeah. Because like, I remember during our orientation, we had a career services office like workshop thing where they kind of went over it. But like during orientation, you're so overwhelmed with all the information that is being thrown at you. I feel like it doesn't sink in as much as it should. Right. Um, but they were even saying like, you need to start thinking about it in December. I think you need to start thinking about it as soon as you start because yeah. <laughs> things pick up, like the pace picks up really quickly. So it's nice to have like little reminders here and they're like, here, okay, today I'm just going to update my resume. That's all I'm going to do. Then today I'm going to make my LinkedIn and that's all I'm yeah. going to do. And then today I'm going to like research and look up people that I might be able to reach out to. Oh, and another, that brings me to another um, great way to meet people is to go to to the events that your school has. So this yes. is more difficult in the coronavirus era. Um, I don't really know how the panel stuff will work. However, like our school generally, like, you know, without a, a global pandemic, um, we usually have a good amount of entertainment related events because we do have such robust alumni in the field. Um, so mm-hmm. I always go to those and I try to meet people. I'll try to get business cards, like stuff like that. Um, I think maybe if they're like webinars, maybe it could work to like, just find their email and email them after or something like that, since you don't really get the FaceTime, but, um, those are, those are really great way to meet people too in your chosen field, especially if the topic is something that you're interested in. Well, I've done that through like a Beverly Hills bar association event, be a part of your bar association. I've never actually been to those in LA, Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. That's ours specific because we're in California, but I mean, reach out to these Mm -hmm. associations wherever you are Mm -hmm. located because you can meet so many people Mm -hmm. there. And I truly, truly believe that it it will help you in the long run. Yeah, I really hope that you've taken all of these tips (laughs) to heart and have done your best to understand what we, how we can really emphasize the importance of networking. Right. And, and once again, you know, if, if you have any questions whatsoever on how to network or how to succeed in getting your summer job, mm-hmm. we are always here always, to listen. Always. Our DMs are always open and, and yeah. Yeah. And it can feel scary and daunting, but like one thing that I always say is that if you're not scared, you're not doing it right. So, you know, you have to push those boundaries. You have to do it or else you're never going to grow. So we're here to help and hopefully provide some guidance. Again, if you have any questions, we're happy to answer them. And that is it for today's episode. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Stay tuned.